We often think that aging leads to mental and memory decline. But what if we could control how we age? Protect our brain and build more cognitive capacity? Well, according to the latest neuroscience highlighted in Daniel Levitin's book, Successful Aging, our personality characteristics determine how well we age. So I'm going to share with you three personality traits to help you age well. Better Brain, Better You, where we're cultivating healthy brains at every stage of life. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Webb. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's great to have you with me. I hope you had a good break over the Christmas period and are looking forward to a healthy and happy new year ahead. So today, I want to highlight the key personality traits that neuroscience has revealed help us to age well. But before we jump in, If you'd like to improve your understanding of brain health and the risks that can lead to memory decline and dementia, we have a free mini course for you that uses a simple self-guided analysis of your habits and lifestyle and how these relate to your brain health. You can sign up for free at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash agewell. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash agewell. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll make sure to pin the links in pin the link in the comments below. Okay, so first of all, what do I mean by aging well? Well, aging well or successful aging, as Daniel Levitin calls it in his book, is the ability to derive pleasure from the things that you've traditionally brought brought you pleasure as you go through your life. So you might discover new and enjoyable things along the way, but you remain engaged with the world and the people and the ideas in it rather than withdrawing into yourself. And you have the mental and physical health to do the things you enjoy doing. However, it's really important to distinguish healthy aging from unhealthy aging. Elizabeth Blackburn at the Salk Institute in the States, who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine, makes a really important distinction between your lifespan and your health span. Your lifespan is obviously the amount of time from when you're born to when you die. But your lifespan can be subdivided up into your health span and your disease span. So for the vast majority of the population, you're born, you live your life, and except for the odd cold or flu virus and perhaps a nasty bout of pneumonia, you're basically healthy for most of your life. This is your health span. But somewhere near the end of your life, you get really sick and that eventually kills you. This last period in your life is what Blackburn calls your disease span. So there's lots of talk and medical interventions for extending your lifespan but much less discussion about extending your health span. So aging well can be usefully described as maximizing your health span and minimizing your disease span. Increasing the number of healthy, happy years rather than just increasing the number of years we're on the planet. Okay, so now we have a clear description of what we mean by successful aging. What are the factors that help us to age well? Well, the number one factor that will help you to age well according to Daniel Levitin, is a personality trait called conscientiousness. That's the most important factor to living a healthy and happy life. This is the trait of doing the best possible job that you can to do on the task you undertake in your life. You don't just do good enough, you push yourself to do more, to do better, to finish the job. You try and grow and get better at whatever it is that you're doing. Whether that is maintaining a garden, 
putting into practice to play your best game of tennis, choosing vegetables that are the most flavoursome and nutritious from the local market, cooking the most nutritious and healthy meal for your family, giving the best presentation at work that you can, striving to improve and make the best podcast or video blog. Still lots to do on that one, I'm afraid. Essentially, any human endeavour where you can learn and keep learning and keep learning is neuroprotective. It protects your brain from damage and disease as you get older. And that is why conscientiousness is so important. What if you feel like you're not a conscientious person? Well, personality traits don't have to be fixed. You can change them. In fact, the whole field of psychotherapy is premised on the idea that you have the ability to change your personality characteristics. And there's a lot of psychology and neuroscience research that supports the notion of behavioural change. But obviously not all psychotherapy works for every personality, but let's just take one example. Cognitive behavioural therapy, or CBT, has been shown to be as effective and in some cases more effective than antidepressants at improving symptoms of depression. And studies have also shown that CBT can actually engender conscientiousness as a personality trait at any age. So the second personality characteristic to help you live a happy and healthy life is curiosity. People who are curious do better in life. If you can remain curious as you get older and learn new things, it protects your brain from damage and disease. So for example, learning how to play a musical instrument or learning a new instrument, learning a new language, learning a new sporting activity, learning new skills and new knowledge. The more you can learn, the more brain cells you grow and the more connections are formed between these brain cells. One of the myths that's out there about aging is that you can't grow new brain cells after a certain age and you can't make new connections between these brain cells. Well, this is not true and has proven be proven by neuroscience not to be true. Neuroplasticity, the ability of your brain to form new connections between neurons, goes on your entire life. This doesn't mean you won't get dementia or Alzheimer's or that you can reverse it or slow it down, but rather... The research actually suggests that if you, don't, if you do get it, you won't notice for years or perhaps never notice because you've built up what we call cognitive or neural reserves. Let me put it like this. If you go to the gym and you can bench press 150 kilograms or you can run a 5K park run in 20 minutes, on a bad day, you might only bench press 100 kilograms or run that 5K in 23 minutes. You can do this because you've got muscle reserve or lung reserve. The same thing is true of your brain. You build up reserve in your cognitive and brain capacity by doing new things. And you draw on this reserve as you get older. So the third personality characteristic to help you age well is being grateful. One of the secrets to happiness is to embrace gratitude. So you're happy with what you have and you're not focused on what you don't have. You're not feeling slighted, not carrying around anger. For example, how come my neighbour has a more expensive car than me? Or how come my colleague got promoted and I didn't? Or even being envious of the money and lifestyle of celebrities. Those feelings put our brain into a fear state. The amygdala goes into a flight, fight or freeze state. Your brain releases cortisol, the stress hormone, which is toxic for the brain and for your learning and your memory. So instead, write down the things you are grateful for and remind yourself of why you're grateful for them. Tell friends, family and work colleagues that you are grateful to them for the good things they bring into your life. 
Giving and receiving gratitude is one of the most powerful acts you can undertake to improve your happiness and longevity. Neuroscience has shown that writing messages of gratitude significantly improves your mental health. Gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. So when people use more positive words and less negative emotional words in their gratitude letter writing, it shifts their attention away from toxic emotions such as resentment and envy. And when you write down about how grateful you are to others and how much other people have blessed your life, it might become considerably harder for you to ruminate on your own negative experiences. Gratitude helps even if you don't actually share it. The mere act of writing a a grateful message can help you appreciate the people in your life and shift your focus away from negative feelings and thoughts. And crucially, gratitude has lasting effects on the brain. When people feel more grateful, their brain activity looks different to when they feel guilt. Expressing gratitude has lasting effects on the brain that makes it more sensitive to the experience of gratitude in the future. In the future. And this can contribute to improved mental health over time. So there you have it. That's the three personality traits according to the latest neuroscience to help you age well. I hope that was, that was useful. Please do let me know how your thoughts and feelings about the, po- about the podcast. You can send me an email at ben at ologyonlinecourses.com to give me some feedback if you want to. I'd love to hear from you. But before we finish, if you'd like to improve your understanding of brain health and the risk that can lead to memory decline and dementia, I've got a free mini course for you that uses a simple self-guided analysis of your habits and lifestyle and how these relate to your brain health. You can sign up at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash agewell. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash agewell. I'll make sure to pin the link in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. So thanks so much for tuning in today. If you like this episode, please do leave me a review wherever you consume your podcast. It really helps to spread the word so more people can tune in. So thanks again, and I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.